Hi everyone, welcome to the Another Startup Story podcast. My name is Carmen Tang, your host, uh, and together we'll explore and enjoy conversations around entrepreneurship, creativity, and leadership in our careers, businesses, passions, and our visions. You're invited to learn a lesson with me. So on today's show, we are joined by a skincare business founder of uh, Want. Winona Tan, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Carmen. Doing good. Probably ate a little too much for lunch today. <laughs> what did you uh, have? Uh, I cooked uh, Vietnamese pho and I definitely need this lockdown to be over before I put on <laughs> 10 kilos of all the cooking and eating. <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally agree with you. I've just been like cooking so much and you know, snacking. But I think I've been actually exercising more, but it's just like a net impact, you know, like eating more, exercising more. <laughs> so yeah. definitely not um, getting I, fitter. I'm definitely doing more of the eating only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's good though. Have you been ordering deliveries mainly or have you kind of been cooking more at home? No more than cooking, actually. I'm like, I'm feeling quite proud of myself. I'm like, mm, yeah, 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 same. It's actually, it's good to learn a new skill, essentially an experiment um but yeah no we're excited to have you on the show um so i guess the way it's going to run in this episode is um the first half of the session we'll be talking about how you built your business um and going into specific topics on you know the branding for those of you that know the want brand uh, will know that it's just like amazing that beautiful packaging and branding so I want to um, touch light on that um, and then I kind of want to talk about how you found the right suppliers and you know the production of the products itself and then the second half we kind of just want to delve deep into the topic of skincare because I mean one of the things I've been doing aside from cooking and <laughs> exercising during this COVID season is um, I guess just like <laughs> I've been so addicted to watching skincare uh, routines <laughs> for like celebrities online and so yeah. there's just so, so much like a lot yeah and it's like I I've just been watching so many skincare um routines but I'm not there's a lot of scientific um terminologies that I don't understand or what to do this and that and so yeah I think it'd be interesting to speak to you about all the questions that I I myself and I'm sure many other um, people want to know. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's get straight into it. Um, yeah. So so just kind of going back to the beginning. So you started uh, your skincare brand. Um, what when you after moving to Hong Kong uh, with your boyfriend, right? Um, yeah. What made you like? Why did you suddenly start the business then? And what were you doing before you moved to Hong Kong? I think it was just like in a, in a moment where it was like the best times for new beginnings, you know, like a new city, new life, new love. Mm. And plus I've always... Is it your boyfriend to... too? <laughs> yes, still, still the same. <laughs> oh, great. That's good to hear. Um, good to hear. <laughs> and also because I always wanted to start something on my own and I just thought, mm. yeah, it, was just, it just seemed like the right moment. Nice. Uh, but what were you doing beforehand? Um, before I was working in an IT company where I was doing business development for them, like selling okay. for friends. Yeah. yeah, so completely unrelated to skincare or e-commerce. No, completely different. So what do you think 
I guess like most people would, you know, if for example, anyone in IT, you know, wouldn't generally think to transition into skincare or even start an e-commerce website. I mean, we all know I'm working on one now, an e-commerce website, how complicated it is. Um, and even, you know, once you've gone through all the work of launching it, just maintaining it and making sure that sales are consistent is tiring. Um, what yeah. would you say has been the most like challenging thing for you um, in starting your own company? And also just having the uh, self-confidence to know that you could start this despite not having any experience in the skincare industry? Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, of course, I never thought I would be in the business ever, um, but it just happened so naturally. And, and of course, the most challenging thing for me will be because I'm a one-woman show. So I basically wow. have to be super resourceful and basically learning everything on the go. And uh, yeah, from like designing, finding ingredients, packaging, and as you said, the website. Um, but at the same time, I really, really enjoy the process because I get to know every part of it. Yeah, that's crazy because, you know, you think of e-commerce brands and <laughs> they have their own team, they have the marketing team, you know, now social teams almost seem separate, obviously the back end and operations, uh, yeah. uh, project management, like it's crazy that you're doing everything yourself. Um, do, do you hire freelancers to help you with the development um, and kind of more niche uh, technical parts of the, yeah. of the brand? I do uh, outsource for um, for some certain marketing on, on Instagram, but other than that, mainly most of it is done by me. Wow, even like the website and everything? Yeah, because I mean, these days with, with Shopify platform, it makes things a lot, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like plug in and play, right? Yeah, exactly. So that helps. Yeah, no, I'm really impressed. Like, I, I assumed there would be a big team behind you um, helping you with everything. But I'm just like, how do you manage to do everything yourself? Because, yeah, it's difficult. Um, I think the hardest thing with e-commerce. Sorry, go ahead. No, so I think when it's your own little baby project, you just put in all the hard work. Yeah, you know because I mean? you definitely see the, the benefits after. No, I agree. I think um, in general, though, the, the most difficult thing I've experienced working on e-commerce brands is, you know, the marketing and branding can be beautiful and you can great, create great content, but it's like, how do you translate that into sales, um, essentially? And how do you make sure, yeah, essentially your sales function and your marketing function are aligned um and that's funneling through can you share some um advice on this for any e-commerce and um, any people or businesses out there with e-commerce brands um so i guess uh, one of the most important thing is i guess letting people understanding your brand philosophy so i realized like maybe in the beginning i was not so clear with it and as mm-hmm. i move on along yeah, the more I convey, I realize that, yeah, people start to understand and they start to buy into it. I think that's really the main importance. What do you mean by brand philosophy? Can you kind of explain what once brand well, philosophy is? Well, so basically it's, it's about, oh, sorry. <laughs> so basically it's about beauty inside and out and using mm-hmm. what well, we focus on using raw ingredients instead of plant extracts for mm. your daily beauty routine and 
as as since it this is such a big um market, I mean yeah. it's such a competitive industry. So being a new brand, which goes back to what I was saying that yeah, people have to know more about it and mm-hmm. understand to get that to get that attention, I suppose. Yeah, of course. Like I said, like skincare is very saturated. There's so many brands out there, um, and you know, how do you really stand out um, from from the crowd? And and what kind of challenges did you kind of come across when you were first, I guess, conceptualizing the brand? You know, and trying to trying to stand out. Yeah. So for me, for me to stand out, because like I I kind of knew that. Um, I wanted to create a, a 100% clean product because why I started this was because I couldn't find one mm. and uh, like, a, like a brand that, that has zero, you know, synthetic ingredient in it. So for me, I knew that I had to eliminate all the nasties. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was basically how I knew I will differentiate myself and not, and basically one of the, one of the ways to do it is to not use water in the formulation. Um, and why not water? Because it actually, you know, it's, like, it's a good in- incubator for any bacteria growth in it. So once you have that element in your formulation, then you will need all the preservatives to kind of like, you know, prevent all that cultures from happening. Right, that makes sense. And, and like in terms of your research around um, like using the specific right ingredients, I know you are 100% ethical. Um, how did you go about all of that? Because, you know, you've come from a tech background, you know, it's not scientific. Did you have to um, speak to, you know, experts within the beauty industry and skincare industry? Okay, so... So, well, I think coming up with the formulations are the most fun, fun part of the entire business. And, um, and I knew I had to have like a, you know, star product and it, it has to be the cleanser. And mm. basically, the ingredient use are based on the fact that um, diet is actually a very important factor to your skin. Yes. And the ingredients chosen are basically superfoods that nourish you when you ingest them so that's how all the ingredients are being picked so technically so interesting is this the beat this honey clean and cleanser yeah so most of the products you see you can eat it it's fine it's totally safe no way that's crazy (laughs) that's really interesting actually so I'm just um, looking at the beet, this honey cleanser. So it's 60% unrefined raw honey. And the ingredients yeah. essentially raw honey, jojoba. That's how you say it, jojoba. <laughs> um, and you've got jojoba, yeah, at red bee, uh, safflower, it's all natural ingredients. Um, that's really interesting. What kind of, just whilst we're on the topic of that, what kind of superfoods would you recommend eating, you know, for better skin and general health and well-being? Well, definitely honey. I mean, it tastes great and it's an all-rounder, you know. It, it, it fits everything. You can use it for baking, you can drink it, and then you can slather it on your skin. Mm. And, but is it any kind of honey or do you think you need to have specific? Because, you know, there's obviously manuka honey, which is way more pricier, but do you have any specific? Did you say raw honey? 
yeah, raw honey will be more than good enough because it still has all the microbial um, factors to it instead of right. super. Yeah. Mm. And what about just normal honey that you can get off the supermarket shelves? Is that still as good or is that just full of sugar? I'll say it's full of sugar. I mean, if you want the best. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks really good. And and you've what you've actually, you know, you've got a beauty insider. Your that product is a winner from Beauty Insider. So yeah, everyone should definitely check it out um, if they're in need for a new cleanser. Um so yeah, just going back to the business. So we were talking about um yeah, essentially finding the ingredients and and the kind of product development side of things. Um, how how difficult was it for you to find the right suppliers to actually, you know, do the packaging and actually produce the product itself? Oh, finding the ingredients was actually, oh yeah, the, I think one of the most challenging part of it because since I was still just, just starting out, the the volume that I was purchasing was pretty low and, and so yeah finding the right one especially knowing that it has to be organic and fashion mm-hmm. that took me quite a while but eventually the internet is your best friend I yeah found them. <laughs> where did you find them just googling for hours and hours and just trying my luck on like certain platforms that has all the fair trade companies registered yeah and yeah and also because not everyone is going to respond to me as well because of my order size yeah because it's Um, small quantities and did you end up going to meet your suppliers in the end or did you um just uh, kind of like conversate online and get um samples sent to your sent to your door yeah certain ones like the ones in indonesia i've been because it's close by for me to travel to. And, but the, like most of the stuff from US and uh, Africa, I've mm. requested for samples before placing Right, right. Yeah. How many supplies do you have in total now? Uh, probably maybe six suppliers for my main ingredients. And certain suppliers, I'm able to get you know a few ingredients off them. So that's really good. Mm. And then, so where does the actual you know, making of the product happen. You know, you've got, so, you get all these suppliers from different countries and different um, companies. Uh, yeah, where does it, where does the magic happen? <laughs> so basically there's a space where everything is being put together in Singapore. So that's where every, so everything, yeah, gets imported to Singapore and yeah, it's being bottled. Right, I see. That's pretty interesting. And that's getting made like in the lab in Singapore? It's just a facility where everything is being, um, yeah, put together and bottled together. Right, I see. It's really interesting. Um, I guess just looking at the, you know, the brand itself, it's quite, uh, it's quite, um, it's very clean um, and clear and it's not like crowded or cluttered in, in any way. It's very, it's just like very simple, you know. What made you decide to go down that route and just, if you could shed some light on, because I look at your brand and the reason why I wanted to, you know, feature you as one of the skincare brands is, is that it really stuck out to me. And I think it kind of, it was just like very memorable um, from my opinion. So it would be good to 
yeah, here are the process for um, how the brand conceptualization was for you. And if you can sh like share any tips for our listeners on this process, that would be great. Oh, thanks for that. Um, well, basically it was, it came relatively quick to me. I think because maybe in my head, I was very sure of how I want it to look, especially aesthetically. And because mm. I, I wanted to translate that skincare should be really simple and clean. And that yeah. we should be wanting something that is good for our skin without harming the environment. So I guess the, the white aesthetic was just, yeah, it, just, it was just the, the way to go and keeping mm -hmm. it very simple and minimalist, basically. Yeah, I love the minimalist look. I think, yeah, it definitely translates to make it a lot more clearer so I guess like another point is um just I just want to move on to the topic of sustainability uh obviously that's no longer the differentiator of a brand it's almost like critical nowadays and a lot of new brands opening especially within skincare um have a sustainability aspect um I guess my question is why did you decide to offer an element of giving back and has this had a major impact on your margins and what kind of advice can you give to people who you know are just starting out so don't have a lot of leeway for margins um, leeway in their margins but they want to do some good so like for me giving back has always been instilled in me when I was young well, since I was young, and um, and also I think inner and outer beauty are interrelated, and I didn't want want to be just a, another skincare brand that focuses on only the exterior, mm -hmm. and so back in um, 2015, a bunch of friends and I we did a charity event, and we donated yeah. to Bali Wise, and and when I started my brand, I thought why not continue to contribute to them? Because I, mm -hmm. I've always been a strong believer that education is the only way to break the poverty cycle. And I absolutely love what they're doing for their communities by providing, you know, like um, English, IT classes and hospitality yeah. training to the marginalized women. So, yeah. I mean, so for me, I actually never saw the, the contribution as an impact on my margins, but rather what difference it can make to someone's life. Yeah, no, I agree. I think when you look into the reason for why you're doing it, it just takes away the kind of uh, the financial pain or, of kind of, um, you know, yeah. giving back, right? It's absolutely worth it. Yeah. I think, so for those of you who want to check out more, it's Bali Wise, right? And you can find it on the website. I can also link everything um, that we talk about in this, in this um, episode too. So I guess just moving, uh, moving towards more skincare related questions now. Um, and as I said before during lockdown, I've kind of spent a lot of time studying skincare and um, just understanding the importance of using the right products with the right ingredients. Um, and I think what's really important is firstly identifying what skin, skin type you have. Um, so how does one do this, especially now given, you know, everyone's kind of in lockdown and can't go to facials and get a skin analysis. Is there like a quick, easy step for people to identify what kind of skin type they have? 
Yeah, it's actually super easy. So just cleanse your face normally and then pat dry and don't put anything on it. And then touch your face, observe your face again, 15 to mm -hmm. 30 minutes later. And then you can see like where there are dry areas or your oily areas. And that's how you pretty much identify what type, what skin type you have, because that's when your skin will kind of start to replenish or show its normal in its normal state right i see so it's either is it just dry oily or combination yeah pretty much okay interesting i've definitely got combination skin yeah, i think that's the most general skin type because i don't think anyone has a normal skin what's normal <laughs> yeah what is normal these days but what about yeah. dry and oily I guess they say people who have oily skin are more likely to stay younger for longer, right? <laughs> yeah. That true? yeah, that is definitely true because um, the oil content actually helps to prevent wrinkles from forming. So I unfortunately have the dry skin, so lots of fine <laughs> But I think it's good, at least, you know, you live in a humid climate, you live in Singapore, and uh, surely that's good for your skin, right? Yeah, that definitely helps, I reckon. Mm, yeah. yeah for sure because my skin changes so much depending and when I was previously living in the UK obviously it's not as nowhere near as humid as, as Singapore my skin would become so dry so quickly whereas now it just gets quite oily and then you know not to go into too much details but I feel like I get a lot more blackheads which speaking of which like how do you well, like, what are blackheads really and how do you treat this and do you have a product which you can treat this so basically um, blackheads are just clogged up sebum and it has like it gets oxidized hence it becomes black black yeah <laughs> by the pollution <laughs> and everything yeah exactly so um, of course the best way is to exfoliate um, mm. because it's, it, it peels away the, you know the top surface of your skin to make way for new cells to grow so for right. If you want to use a product from Wand, I definitely recommend the Ginger Clay Scrub Mask. I use it personally myself. And um, yeah, there's nice. even before after photos that you can see too. Oh, wow. Where are the before and after photos? On the website? Yeah. Um, it's actually on the Instagram. I've been meaning to post <laughs> on the website. That reminds yeah. me, I need to do that. <laughs> no I think that I know I think before and after photos really do help because it's like there's no other way they can prove it really but how how often do you recommend exfoliating oh uh, I'd recommend at least once a week and if you have um you know like oilier skin definitely more than once like twice is definitely more than enough and you should skip it if you have any um like open wounds or right yeah acne issues because that will aggravate it even more i see and then in terms of the mask like how often are we meant to be doing clay masks just once a week yeah once a week is more than enough because it is because clay masks drying very yeah, yeah. Exactly. interesting yeah, but of course in terms of the other hydration masks i guess you can go crazy <laughs> yeah like the oh, korean that. ones I've always felt yeah. like they didn't really do anything. That and that's the thing. You know, my friends would like go crazy. I remember we went to Taiwan and they just stocked up and bought like hundred of those Korean masks. And I think, yeah. you know, when I put it on, I feel like yes, it's very, it's very hydrating. It's it's very kind of soothing. 
But I always felt like my skin didn't look any different after. But I think it's more of a long-term impact, right? It's just kind of replenishing um, the hydration of your skin, um, obviously adding collagen. Um, is, this, is this correct or am I totally so making this up? It does help to replenish, but of course the content of the, the I guess the serum or liquid on the face mask does make a difference as well. Um, of course, uh, like I say, um, like one of the ingredients to avoid in your skincare would be alcohol because it dries out your skin. Mm. And so when you say alcohol, when you look at the ingredients on the back of a product, would it say alcohol or would it say, would it, you know, be disguised as something else? Um, normally they, they'll put it as alcohol. Right, right. So avoid alcohol in, in any beauty products. <laughs> yeah. Because technically... Not in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too if you want better skin <laughs> um i've also been reading up a lot about you know retinol and, and things like aha and bha is meant to be really good for kind of yeah like blackhead prone skin um do you mind shedding a bit of light on, on what these terms mean and and i know you're you know very much 100 percent like organic uh, you know very natural and you don't you try to avoid a lot of these chemicals. Uh, would you advise against using these products? Okay, so, um, well, basically, retinol, AHA, BHA, they are all chemical exfoliants. And of course, they are all made to improve your skin texture and to make you glow. And actually, they can be all either derived from plants or synthetically made. So, mm. retinol pretty much um, vitamin A, which is critical for cell production and growth. So for me, I think, in, and also maybe to um, a lot of people, instead of applying, you can eat all the, you know, the yellow and the orange fruits and vegetables like carrots for a natural source of vitamin A instead of just applying topically on the skin. Right, I see. And for... Uh, so if you have like dry, sensitive skin, AHA, which is um, actually alpha, alpha hydroxy acid, that will mm -hmm. be the one for you. And the most common one is glycolic acid. I think you probably mm. maybe know it too. Yeah. And you can and actually find a lot of toners, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can actually find it in um, cane sugar and honey. So... Right. Back to what I said earlier, honey is your best friend for your skin. And I guess that's why when you look at, if you just Google DIY masks, a lot of the core product, like core ingredients is usually honey or like oats or bananas, um, yeah. yogurt, right? Yeah, even the, the BHA as well, um, it's also, you can, you can find it in food, in food as well. And uh, mm -hmm. that, um, the beta hydroxy acid um, is definitely more suitable for oily and acne skin and is usually used mainly to treat um, acne problems. Interesting. So what's your advice on, you know, how, how often we should be using these products, um, you know, um, and how, me, like, I guess, sorry, um, how to balance the ratio of, of natural um I guess, food products and also these artificially created, well, chemical products in a sense. Yeah. So for the, if you want to use either one of it, I definitely recommend just using one and not 
two or more because they can make your skin really sensitive. Mm. And so this will all depend on, on individual because different people have different skin tolerance. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. So you should definitely monitor and definitely apply like a very neutral moisturizer after you use them because that's when your skin is super dry and sensitive to a lot of things. Yeah, I've recently been using this new tonic water and every time I use it, my skin is just like stinging and then I start to flare up and I was like, well, I was a bit confused and, and then I stopped using it, skin's been fine since, but it's funny how different products can just react so differently on your skin. Um, yeah. We've had this question. Um, we, uh, sorry, quite a lot of um, toners, they have alcohol in it too, so that mm, could also be okay. Yeah, especially if you use it after an exfoliation. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, can you, uh, I mean, I would love to hear about your morning and nighttime skincare routine, um, if you do have one. Um, I'm actually quite simple for my routine. <laughs> uh, so, I know, actually this week I started to try <laughs> using kombucha on my face. Using what, sorry? Kombucha, you know that. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. kombucha. No yeah. way. Is that. Yeah, tell us more. I read about it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And um, I guess it's kind of like a. Also, like a gentle exfoliant as well, because it's acidic. Right. So now use it like a toner. And then I put on my face mist, the spritzer, and my face mm -hmm. oil. Don't even. I don't even cleanse my face because in the nighttime it's already properly cleansed, so I don't really have to. Right, so you don't cleanse in the morning? No, not, not at all. Yeah, I had this question actually because I've been, you know, kind of looking into, I've been trying to experiment and really solidify my skincare routine um, along with my morning routine and it's starting to really pile up on the things that I have to do every day now. But, you know, I was obviously, obviously cleansed at night. But nowadays, I, I'm not really wearing makeup because I'm not leaving the house. But so in the mornings, I feel like there's no need to cleanse. So would you advise in not cleansing twice a day? Because I think over cleansing can also become a problem too, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think, um, I mean, I always live from this uh, principle where if I haven't put anything on my face, like makeup or whatsoever, mm -hmm. it's really to clean it. Maybe just use a, a quick toner just to wipe it off a yeah. little and maybe moisturize. Yeah, I think that's more than sufficient. Right, I see. And what about when, um, so just before I ask this next question, you said you use a lot of oils for your face. Do you apply this before or after, after moisturizing? Um, and does it, because there are a lot of oil-based serums and water-based serums how do you know which one to do first and yeah it'll be good to so know the oil if you use a face oil as well so the oil will be the last for sure so the general rule of thumb is to go from the lightest to the heaviest consistency right so I see. yeah because if you oh, use like a this whole time oil, i've been putting like a face serum on and then i put my moisturizer on so that's wrong, technically? Um, no, the face serum is right. Well, it depends if your face serum is oil-based or liquid-based or gel-based, I guess. Because nowadays, right. a lot of 
oil, they are being they 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 branded as a serum because people perceive it as a better 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 face product. If you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, that the yeah. term serum sounds a lot yeah. more kind of like, Ooh. you know <laughs> the serum is gonna do wonders. But essentially, it's just a, it's just the Aesop face oil that I've been using, and I've just bought the new the Cora Organic one, um, which yeah. I, I wanted to try, but. I'm kind of unsure of whether it's water-based or whether I need to put that on before or after moisturizing. It will be last. And uh, for me, I also um, use the, the what's that, the gua sha with the face oils to get my... Ah, uh, yes. Effect. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about gua sha because I've been obsessed with it. I've been doing it for like a few months now. And um, there's meant to be so many benefits. For those list fire listeners who don't know what gua sha is, essentially it's like, I think the jade rollers have been really popular recently and a lot of people have seen that, but gua sha includes other specific jade tools which are used to massage your face. Um, do you think, have you been using it for a long time? Um, and, and what are the actual benefits of gua sha? I started doing it uh, earlier in, I think, February. Just to, okay. you know, also kind of like to follow the hype <laughs> to see mm. what effects and all. I mean, so far, I honestly, on the on the physical side, I have not really seen much um, differences. But right. I think the whole gua sha, um, re, it's, like a, it's like a ritual. It's, it's just so relaxing. Yeah, I totally agree. You before I go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like mm, in my Zen mood, and and also because like growing up, um, with my mom is super, she's like super into traditional Chinese medicine, so mm -hmm. I'm I'm very glad to see that um this trend has been made. It's now mainstream. <laughs> yeah, so um it's it's supposed to help with uh it's great for lymphatic drainage and it helps to boost blood circulation as well. Mm -hmm. So that helps to pretty much makes your skin glow. Yeah, I think um, essentially it's meant to be a good substitute for, not substitute, but much better than Botox. Um, I think in the long run, I think there's so yeah. many, um, yeah, like you said, drainages that, and, and like blockages stuck in our neck. Um, and I really focus on my neck um, because I think that's where essentially all the sagging around your, 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 your lips and your lo the lower part of your face kind of comes about, right? So yes. just kind of, yeah, massaging the neck with, with the tool, the gua sha tool is just so relaxing. Um, exactly. Sometimes I do it in the mornings as well because obviously you've been sleeping for like eight hours um, and you wake up and your skin and you can feel your skin like numb because it's just not been moving. <laughs> so it just needs to kind of like... <laughs> Can you give it a bit of an exercise, you know? <laughs> huh? Yeah, to wake it up, you're like, hello. Yeah, it's so nice though. I'm just like, just let me give it a bit of a nice. massage. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, but for anyone who hasn't discovered gua sha, like, and that's spelled G-U-A-S-H-A, um, I would definitely get on it. I, I, I just, it's like my favorite thing to do. Um, Okay, um, I think we actually need to wrap up now. I'm, you know, kind of conscious of time, but I just wanted to ask a couple more questions before we do. So the first one being, what is your um, one, which one product is your must-have? For me, it will be the face oil because 
it's such a multitasker. Like if I go on a weekend trips, hmm. I can use it as a face cleanser, moisturizer for my face, body and hair. So it's like one small little product on the go. Yeah, it's like three birds of one stone. Amazing. Um, and yeah, one final question. Um, you know, it's been pretty amazing to see how you built this one, you know, brand all on your own and as a one one man band, which I had no idea of, is pretty impressive. <laughs> so I guess like, you know, I'm sure you have so much more advice to share to our listeners, but if you could give one piece of advice to the next generation, uh, what would it be? Oh, I'll say listen and be in the moment because I think these days we get distracted so easily. Mm. Absolutely anything. <laughs> Procrastination is yeah. the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, being in the moment is the most important thing. And yeah. Yeah. How to live in the now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you and so much. So did you Thanks want to say one more thing? Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll put all the details in the show notes so you can, you know, check out the one brand, um, which I definitely recommend that you do. Um, and if you're looking for more inspiration, there's tons of other stories and interviews um, and just head to anotherstartupstory.com, um, which is where uh, the one interview will be published. And of course, you'll be able to check it out um, on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for um, joining us today. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.